Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. Every week we have a new mixtape for you. Sundays at noon, you know that, because you're here. And this week our mixtape is all about grunge. And I'm joined by Jill. Hello. Hello. <laughs> a very good friend of mine, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to uh, do a mixtape with you is because you and I can nerd out on music forever. Forever, for hours, yes. Forever. I always describe myself, I'm like, when we talk about music with people, I'm like, I'm a 90s grunge kid. Like, that was my jam, the entire, all of grunge. Mm -hmm. And then I got your Spotify playlist selections, and I'm like, yes, because you did such a good job of covering all the different, I mean, in 10 songs, it's impossible. Yes. But you did a great job of choosing some cool deep cuts. You also did a really good job of kind of spanning all the things that grunge could be. And so, um, I don't know. I looked at it and I was like, this is going to be great. I spent a month. I'm not like you. You text me, ask me if I wanted to do this. I'm like, yes, I have so many ideas. But then it's like, hold on. Like, I can only have 10 ideas. Let's think about this. Now we got to like narrow this down because I had it. I had an entire sheet just full. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I had to narrow That's that down. That's the thing about a good mixtape. Right. You've got to call. You got to go you through do. it. You do. So we're leading off the mixtape this week with Mud Honey. Mm-hmm. I love Mud Honey. Mm -hmm. They, uh, m like most of the bands, but not all of the bands here on our grunge mixtape, started in Seattle. Yes. In 1988. Mud Honey was one of those bands that they were really one of the first influential bands on grunge. They were one of Kurt Cobain's huge influences along with um, Meat Puppets and the Melvins. And so they were really kind of one of those first bands of grunge. So you can't really make a grunge playlist and not have Mud Honey on it. And it's a bummer that they didn't get as big as all those bands that they influenced. No, not at all. But without Mud Honey, you really wouldn't have a lot of grunge. Like a lot of people, they put it solely on Nirvana, like Nirvana is why we had grunge. No, Nirvana and Kurt Cobain got their inspiration from Mud Honey. My big point of reference on Mud Honey was they're the band in Black Sheep. <laughs> yes, you, they the, are. The Chris Farley, <laughs> David Spade vehicle that is not Tommy Boy. Um, yes, that, that came was... out in 1996, and they were on the uh, the Rock the Vote part. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> now I have to rewatch that movie. Well, I love it so much because I remember at the time being so excited that it was Mud Honey that <laughs> yes. they chose because they could have gotten any band, really anything. But they're like, no, Mud Honey was it. This is supposed to be a, a campaign in Washington. Mud Honey makes sense. Mud Honey makes, makes sense. sense. I was like, that's for the music fans out there. <laughs> totally. Mud Honey. Okay, let's do Sucky Dry. It's the mixtape on 90.3 K right here.
Welcome back to The Mixtape. I'm your host, Casey, and I'm joined by my lovely friend, Jill, who is also a radio nerd. You want to tell yep. people just a little bit about you and your, your radio career? Yeah, sure. So right now, I am the program director of B107.3 for all of your hot AC hits. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Uh, but I started my career, uh, I was 18, a college freshman, uh, and I started my career at what was then 106.3 The Blaze and uh, 92.9 The Eagle. I was doing both those stations. Uh, as an intern, internships are important. <laughs> Just throwing and that out unpaid. there. That too, the biggest <laughs> one. Uh, so I was working for The Blaze, for The Eagle, and then uh, we had Kiss FM for a while. We did. That was... That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Gone but not time. forgotten. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so I was there actually for 18 years with the Blaze and uh, budgets. Yeah. Yay budgets. They happen. They do. They do. And that's how I ended up at B107.3. Uh, first is the music director, which is um, something I'd always wanted to do. And uh, now I'm the program director. So I get to I get to make the rules. I love that at this point in our careers, we're talking about two decades of radio. But see, in my mind, I'm still 25. Sure. So I'm not sure how... Has it been two decades or has it been like two months? That can't be right. The math can't be right there. Not at all. Yeah. But today we are talking about music that is three decades old. Oh, that hurt. I know. I'm sorry. A little bit. I'm a little verklempt. (laughs) So welcome amongst yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So the mixtape this week is about grunge and Jill and I are breaking it down for you. She made an excellent Spotify playlist that you can check out on our Twitter at the mixtape KRNU. And you just heard Screaming Trees Nearly Lost You. I love that jam, by the way. Screaming Trees formed in Ellensburg, Washington in 85. So they're one of the bands that was formed kind of the earliest on this playlist. The Connor Brothers formed it. Um, They were also on Sub Pop Records, Mm -hmm. um, where most of these bands, of course, were on Sub Pop. But I really like the inclusion of Screaming Trees Nearly Lost You because... It is grunge, but it's also a little peppier. Sometimes when people think of grunge, they think of kind of like sadness and general dirginess. But that song is not. It's not. It's really, it's more alternative Mm -hmm. than grunge. And there's a a very fine line, as I debated my list, between grunge and alternative. But alternative wasn't really what in when nearly lost you came out alternative wasn't a thing it was it had not become yet no uh we need to pivot to a band that is very important to you it is it is alice in chains oh i love me some alice in chains i could do probably three hours just on alice in chains i've never met a person in my life who loves alice in chains as much as you do i will fight i will fight for alice in chains there's no need to fight here we're lovers (laughs) and not fighters on the mixtape but i want to know what is it there's a lot of great bands and a lot of bands you love but what is it about alice in chains because you've always loved them. I've always loved them. I can tell you the exact moment I first heard Alice in Chains. I'm here for that story. Which is not something many people can do. But when MTV was an actual thing and mm-hmm. not what it is now, when they had uh, Real World on, when the seasons were decent. Yes. Real World San Francisco. Loved it. The Puck, Pedro, Rachel season. Mm-hmm. They played Alice in Chains, I Stay Away. It was the 1994 season. I'm like, what is that? I must, like, that is where I first heard Alice in Chains, and I was in. It's mm-hmm. just, there's just something about the sound and Lane Staley's voice. Yeah. And the thing is, too, with Alice in Chains is, I mean, a lot of times in a band, you don't have two people that could be your lead singer. Yeah. And Jerry can sing. He, he's had his own solo career with him singing. And, of course, Alice in Chains, it, it ends tragically. It does. But the great thing about Alice in Chains is, I mean, now they have William Duvall. Yeah. And... I saw Alice in Chains, the first tour that they went on after Lane had died. It was 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. 
And if you close your eyes, he sounds exactly like Lane, which is amazing that they could find a replacement that sounds exactly like Lane. And does that feel controversial to you that he sounds like Lane? Would you rather he sound different or do you like that he sounds the same? I like that he sounds like Lane. I like that he can do Alice in Chains and sing Alice in Chains songs and you're not feeling like you're listening to a completely different band Mm -hmm. with a new lead singer. I mean, it is like STPs going out with a new lead singer and sounds completely different from Scott Weiland. Like other bands do it and it's great, but I I do enjoy, that's what I loved about William Duvall is that he fit right into Alice in Chains. And maybe it would feel different if if they had just replaced Lane as opposed to Lane had died. Exactly. That's good. I'm glad that um, he did such justice to that music because it is really fantastic and they're such a great band. Okay, let's get into Nutshell. This is Alice in Chains on the mixtape Grunge on 90.3 KRNU. Yeah. 
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Every Sunday we have a new mixtape lovingly cultivated by uh, someone, usually a person that I love, and this (laughs) week is no exception. Aw, that's so so sweet. Jill is here. Hello. Jill is program director at B1073, but she and I have been doing this radio thing together for ay, ay, ay. 20 years. Yeah, it started with a 19. Uh, it did. <laughs> it did. had a lot of nines in it. 1999, so. everybody. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, it really has. We, we both were part-timers at The Blaze together in the late 90s. Uh, we got to do the whole new metal leather pants, spiked uh, I, I leather I tried to cuffs. skip the leather pants part, but... I didn't. I steered right into it. You did. It. You did. I remember that well. You yeah. know what? I do what I want, Jill. <laughs> True statement. I leather up if I want to leather up. And by the way, they definitely weren't leather. I could never afford leather. <laughs> the like, sweet pleather. <laughs> All right. So we're doing a grunge mixtape this week. And uh, Jill put together a fantastic Spotify playlist. You can listen to these songs and relive your grunge glory flannel around your waist if you go to twitter and at the mixtape care and you so you can find the spotify playlist there just rock some whole doll parts i think whole was a great inclusion on this because we don't get enough female representation in grunge that's pretty much exactly why i included whole i mean yes courtney was married to kurt and there's that influence there but there weren't enough female bands in grunge you know what else i think is important about including women on this list not just the representation uh, of the music but also grunge like all of these other music scenes is more than just the music it becomes fashion it becomes um hairstyles and ways of being and ways of talking nomenclature movies all these things built around these scenes and you know women like grunge too Mm -hmm. and so we look to people like courtney love for those those fashion tips so all of the wearing slips yes that was big slips with the flannel around your waist and combat boots uh kind of the smeared lipstick a la the cure yeah. Oh, by the way, I would wear that outfit today. Well, I have to tell you. So Halloween this last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna. I got. I've got docs. Yeah. I've I've got band shirts from the '90s. I'm like, I'm gonna go grunge. Nobody thought I was dressed up. <laughs> Everybody was like, cool outfit, Jill. Because clearly, I apparently dress like that every day. So <laughs> nobody thought that was a Halloween costume. So. So where Nirvana is the more punk side of grunge, mm-hmm. and Soundgarden is the more uh, metal side of grunge. Oh yeah. That Pearl Jam is like the arena rock. Yes. side of grunge just like your mainstream everybody can get mm-hmm. into it. everybody loves it 
Everybody loves Pearl Jam. Um, but Pearl Jam didn't just start the way other bands start. It started in the ashes of a few other bands. Uh, yes, they did. Uh, let's see. It was the ashes of Mother Love Bone mm-hmm. because Andrew Wood died, so nobody had any place to go. And then um, uh, Eddie Vedder, which why I can't think of the name of the band he Green was Green River. Green River. That's what it was. Uh, so once uh, Andrew Wood passed away, they were looking for a new lead singer, and that's where... That's where Eddie came from. That's where Edward Vedward came in the picture. Edward Vedward. (laughs) So they formed in 90 in Seattle. It was later than most of these other bands. Um, They were never on Sub Pop. Nope. Uh, One of the few on this list that are still together, never broke up, have consistently put music out. Original lineup. Original lineup. I mean, they had a lot of rotation on the drummer position. They did for a while, yeah. (laughs) You chose the track Deep. Why? 10 was one of those albums that I had on repeat all the time. Like, it was up there with Jar Flies, which is my favorite Alice in Chains album. Pearl Jam 10, just that whole album. Yep. It was hard for me to choose one from that album because I loved them all. And when looking for the deep cuts, mm-hmm. I don't know what those are on those albums because I knew them all backwards and forwards. Yeah. And Deep just happens to be one of my favorite songs off of 10. There were so many hits off that album. There really were. Five or six hits. I think at least six crazy right you're not gonna pick even flow you can hear even flow literally everywhere exactly you don't need even flow or jeremy or like you hear those all the time right it it was one that i never got tired of then it's one uh the entire album that i can still listen to all the way through now everything on that album was such a great song so and yeah deep was just one of my favorites off of 10 let's do it here's pearl jam deep on the mixtape on 90.3 krnu
Full of love. 
90.3 KRNU, we are back to the grunge mixtape with my guest Jill. You just heard Mad Season, River of Deceit. So we're talking grunge. Mad Season is a no-brainer for a grunge playlist. It was really kind of one of the, like when you talk about supergroups now, like it was a supergroup. It was Lane Staley, Vows and Chains, Mike McCready of Pearl Jam, Barrett Martin from Screaming Trees, and then John Baker Saunders. He was in a band called The Walkabouts. Mm -hmm. And the band actually came about, Mike McCready met John Baker Saunders when he was in rehab. And so after they both got out of rehab, decided to do this side project. And Mike actually got Lane involved to try to get him clean. Mm -hmm. He thought if he got Lane involved in another music project, he wouldn't have time for all of the gross stuff that he was doing that ended up leading to his demise and clearly getting into Mad Season did not help. And it also ended up uh, leading to John Baker Saunders' demise. He died in 99 from a drug overdose. So same deal. Those guys just weren't able to stay clean, but uh, that band is really good. It is. It is. It's one of my favorites. And um, again, it comes back to Lane's voice. 
Yeah. It's just such a such a beautiful voice and you know one of the main reasons that I love Alice in Chains and um, I didn't realize until the other day and I don't know how I didn't know this but the Mad Season cover art Lane actually drew that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Man, yeah. he is such a loss. He really is. So, um, speaking of great singers cuz Lane Staley was a great singer, but mm-hmm. there is another singer in this grunge canon that can just wail like nobody's business. Yes. Chris Cornell. He is another one of those that was very transcendent mm-hmm. and just uh, from super unknown, you know, all the to the stuff that he was doing with Audio Slave, his solo stuff. I saw him once. The only time I ever saw Chris Cornell's um, at Stir Cove. He was there on a solo tour mm-hmm. years ago. And just it didn't matter what he was doing. It was just amazing whatever he was doing. Soundgarden formed in uh, 84. Chris Cornell and Hero formed it. They were in a band together and then they uh, decided to do this other thing. And then Kim Thale came in. But so I thought it was an interesting connection because Kim Thale had moved to Seattle with Bruce Pavitt and Bruce Pavitt was like the founder of Sub Pop. Mm -hmm. So this all kind of happened at the same time where someone, I think it was a, I believe it was a radio DJ. Thanks radio. Hey. Y'all listen to the radio more. (laughs) I know you are right now. It's fine. Um, So a radio DJ actually funded they wanted to fund Soundgarden's first album but that money that seed money turned Sub Pop into an actual label so without that money without a radio DJ and Soundgarden (laughs) and Soundgarden there would be no Sub Pop there would be no famous Nirvana exactly it just wouldn't have happened that way because I don't see Kurt Cobain going to Hollywood and like rustling up a record deal no going to Hollywood wasn't really Kurt's thing (laughs) not not in any way shape or form not really yeah so Soundgarden in a lot of ways was very in the way that Mudhoney was important to the sound of the music Soundgarden Mm -hmm. was important to the machine of getting Sub Pop up and going and and moving well yeah because i believe um i can't remember what her name is susan love that sounds right something like that was chris's wife and she worked for sub pop yeah the last time i saw soundgarden was in 2017 it was like three days before chris cornell died oh geez yeah so he was at Rockfest mm-hmm. um at west fair and we went to the show and we saw him and then we left for puerto rico on vacation the next day and i woke up i think it was the second or third day we were in puerto rico and saw that chris cornell had committed suicide and the my fir- the first thing out of my mouth was, I just saw him. He seemed fine. Because <laughs> we're best friends. As if I knew anything about Chris Cornell uh-huh. personally just from seeing him on stage. But that's the way he made people feel. Oh, absolutely. He made people feel like you knew Chris Cornell and his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really has one of those amazing voices in grunge. And you know it when you hear it. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those where you go, oh, I wonder who this band is. No, you know that that is... Soundgarden or Audio Slave or Chris's solo, whatever, you mm-hmm. know that it's Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, tracks like Outshined, mm-hmm. Black Hole Sun, uh, and the one we're going to play right now, My Wave. I love My Wave. I do too. Most of this list is just songs that when I listened to those albums, they were the ones that I put on repeat. Yeah. They were the songs that I loved. So, and My Wave is definitely. Definitely my favorite off of Super Unknown. It's your fave? It's my fave. My wave is my fave. <laughs> oh, you po- you're a poet. I do know it. Uh-huh. All right, here's Soundgarden. It's my wave on the grunge mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. This week's episode is an hour of grunge, and it's not just playing Nevermind. No. You no. could do that on your own. You really, you, you know, you can. You can and you, you can. should. You can and you should. That's what uh, record stores are for. Right. Yeah. So I'm your host, Casey. I'm here with Jill, who is a great friend of mine, and we've been in radio together forever. Uh, currently the program director of B1073 here in town. So I'm very excited to have you radio goddess oh yeah you're so beautiful <laughs> so happy you're here and i'm so happy we're talking about grunge so uh you just heard l7 pretend that we're dead Ooh, i love that jam <laughs> it's a great song i love it so much and i love just the way that the band's whole vibe just zero f's given mm-hmm. zero it's my favorite kind <laughs> couple of cool things about l7 they like to provoke people Shock. Shocking. (laughs) Uh, Danita and the gals in L7 like to provoke people. So in 99, when they were promoting Slap Happy, they flew a plane over the Lilith Fair with a banner that said, Bored? Tired? Try L7. (laughs) All right. Time to talk about the Nirvana in the room. I mean, you have to. You do. You, You have to. I mean, Nirvana was really the biggest band to come out of grunge and most people think grunge started with nirvana but as as we have covered you know they got their sound from from mud honey and the melvins and uh the meat puppets nirvana was actually formed in 87 but uh dave Grohl wasn't there for the very uh, beginning no, chad channing was the original drummer he's still very angry about, <laughs> about not being in nirvana uh, i i feel like that has something to do with how insanely worldwide crazy popular they became which is after he was out of the band. Sorry about it, Chad. Yeah, sorry, Chad. Uh, we do love Dave Grohl. We could do a whole episode on Dave Grohl. Probably should. I could. Yeah, that's next they, one. They formed in Aberdeen and really kind of around, uh, it's just Chris and Kurt. I mean, yes. our, our Nirvana. Love you, Dave. But those guys formed the band uh, 87 and then Nevermind came out in 91. So there were quite mm-hmm. a few years, four years in there where they were sharpening up what they were doing. Well, and they had Bleach, mm-hmm. which was their first album. They had Incesticide and then Nirvana was, or Nirvana, uh, Nevermind is really where they hit it big. Yeah, that breakout. I, I love that you chose Drain You. Why that one? Again, it was just one of my favorite songs off that album. I mean, a, another album from that time, like 10 and, and um, Jar of Flies that... And super unknown that I just listened to the whole thing. There wasn't a bad song on that album. Uh, and Drain You just, I mean, yeah, it, it was a single for them, but it wasn't near as big as, as the other ones. And it was just one of my favorites on the album. Okay. Nirvana, Drain You on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. One baby to another says I'm lucky to meet you. I'm Yeah. 
back to the mixtape Sundays at noon. You can check out a new mixtape. We have a new one every single week. And uh, we cover lots and lots of topics, lots of mixtapes for you. This week we're doing a genre with my friend Jill. Yeah. Hi, Jill. Hi. So we're talking about grunge. And I have loved this playlist so much. We just heard Stone Temple Pilots, Army Ants. And I think it's a fascinating one to end with because people lump stp in with grunge Mm -hmm. they are like the only band in this list that wasn't formed in or around seattle they were not san diego right because when you think grunge you think the beach san diego (laughs) san diego uh no stp was you know they came out around that time and I think they just ended up kind of getting lumped in there. Yeah. Like core and core sounds a lot grungier. Yes. Then they went really, it was more when alternative really became a big thing. They were way more alternative than they were grungy. It was really just core and purple um, purple that were part of that grunge era. Yeah. And then it was like tiny music and we went into this psychedelic thing. They've done Mm -hmm. bossa Nova. They've kind of done these big arena rock tracks, certainly more than like a Pearl Jam. Yeah. And no offense to Pearl Jam, but Stone Temple Pilots has really evolved. They have. They were even really pretty poppy towards that like when sour girl came out that was way more alternative pop than it was anything towards grunge even you know when scott was out of the band for a while and chester was filling in um i mean it was still pretty poppy then but yeah scott wyland of course uh passed away in february of 2013 and then i'm chester bennington too yes so they've lost both of their singers grunge seems seems to have a theme Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate between Lane Staley, uh, Chris Cornell, Scott Weiland, Chester Bennington, Barrett Martin, John Baker Saunders. It, it was a problem, and it's yeah. you know nothing you can. Drugs and suicide. Yeah, and it's it is tragic, and it it really you cannot talk about the scene without at least acknowledging that that was a huge problem. It really was. But the things that probably pulled them to the kind of art that they created were the things that also um, pulled them away from us oh, eventually. Yeah. But And it's another one of those things where people know where they were when they heard that Kirk Cobain I, died. I remember exactly where I was. I do too. And it was so devastating. Yeah, it was. It was devastating to everyone. I remember at the time feeling like this is what people would have felt like when John Lennon was shot. Yes. And I also, I felt that way with Scott Weiland too. Yeah. I just kept hoping that Scott Weiland would would clean up, would figure it out, that he made it past the point that most of those musicians make it past Mm -hmm. and and he still was just he just couldn't do it and it's sad it It, was it was sad i mean just think of all of the you know great things he could still be doing and that's the same with with lane and and kurt and chester and chris as well it's just you know all all of the music or you know whatever projects they had that we're now missing and Andy out on. from Mother Love yes, Bone. Yes, Andy yep. from Mother Love Bone as well. Um, just all of the things that we could have gotten from them that we don't we don't get to have. It's a it's a scene that created a lot of amazing art and a lot of amazing music, but also kind of a lot of sadness and a lot of mm-hmm. pain um, for all the people involved and frankly just us as music lovers. Yeah. Jill, thank you so much for coming in and talking about grunge. I know you it's bet. a sad note, but that's grunge for you. Uh, welcome to grunge. <laughs> right. It was lots of sad notes, and we loved it and. Continued continue yes. to do so so thank you for coming in you're the best oh thanks you're the best too we'll have a new episode of the mixtape for you next week you can find the spotify playlist on twitter at the mixtape krnu we'll talk to you then all programs.